This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's the Hormone Monster. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. And welcome to the show. It's live from our boudoir. For a change. But that's what happens. Like, you and I got invested in a TV show at, like, what, the at early afternoon? Yeah, pretty much. And here we are at... 10 to midnight on a Saturday, just finishing up the series on Netflix, as the kids tend to do these days. I think they call it a Netflix chill. Oh, is it? <laughs> I think there was a lot more Netflix than there was chilling, but <laughs> goddamn, man. We had a very relaxing day, one It was say. a very, yes. We still got our exercise in, what with the doge, but it Which was is just mind-blowing. Yeah, but it was just very relaxed. Yeah. We even made bread. We did we, make bread. We, we baked bread this Saturday night. Did it remind you? We got it lit. Did it? Did did making bread remind you of your um, Pennsylvania Amish days? No, because I I actually didn't have Pennsylvania Amish days. Tom. Just fudge and barn building. No, there was no fudge or barn building. I find it very hard to believe. Soap. No, not at all. All right. Because you see, I didn't grow up in Amish country. As much as you wish that I did, hmm. I did not. I think that there is a conflict in this story right now. Well, fake news. We're not experts. All right. Well, why don't you give a you heard? Because that's an actual eyewitness account as opposed to the account that I have made up in my head of you wearing a really big black hat. <laughs> Well, I didn't have a beard, so let's go right to a you heard. The lies will never end. <laughs> Ironically enough, this week's you heard comes to us from a place called Hops and Barley's in Luzerne, oh. Pennsylvania, which is one of the suburbs of like the area that I grew up in. And yeah. it was also one of my favorite bars back home. Like it just had good food, cheap drinks, service was always fairly good. You know, there's one person that sticks out that wasn't really good. But anyway. What the hell are you talking about? The la- there was just like one ser- one server with always had an attitude. You know this guy? Girl? Girl. Really? I do. Did but I anyways, but I loved this place. You know, All they right. have really, really good French fries. And usually my mom and I go there after she picks me up from the bus because it's open late. And hearing from <laughs> Austin Barley's, I heard this typical Northeastern Pennsylvania douchebag say the following. You want to go see titties? 
or do you want to go see titties worth talking about? And that's about as far from Amish country as I think you can get. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was your mom with you in this conversation? Yeah. And she really? didn't hear what happened. Like, she didn't hear what the guy said. And I just, like, rolled my eyes. And I was just like, are you serious? Like, as we were walking into the place, he was shit-faced. He was bleary-eyed. Just like, And, like, he's, it's a, you know, it was, I think, a Friday night or something that I went. And it was just like, you're having a Friday night. Like, you've probably had every Friday night since you fucking turned 18 and started drinking, you know, underage. Huh? I'm thinking 15, but 18, <laughs> probably, sure, probably. possible. Why not? Probably. Probably. But, you know, and he's probably, he's just like doing this, just saying this, and he was like staggering all over the place. And like, it was just a big group of people, and they were going from this bar to obviously one of the choice strip clubs in the area oh there's a choice strip club in the area you say well i'm just saying that there's a couple in the area really but that's what i heard all right and I'm, that's my story and i'm sticking to it well look at you staying awake for the whole you heard <laughs> titties <laughs> oh my god this week's you heard What is this week's show about? Well, this week's show, Tom, as if you don't know, is about the epic binge that we had today, which was the Big Mouth cartoon that just hit Netflix a few days ago. Indeed it is. And, oh, as if I remember everything. I can't remember anything at this point in time. Well, that sounds like a personal problem to me. I really think it is. (laughs) But, um, yeah, we did not have any clue, once again, as to what we were going to do the show about this week. And um, and sometimes that turns into, like, one of my favorite shows. It, it sometimes does. But <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hope for the best. <laughs> but seriously, we heard about this show, I would say, a couple of weeks ago on Vulture. And I the first knew time I heard that I wanted to watch it because... We, I personally love Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. Like, I adore John Mulaney. Yes. I think you made that clear on many, many shows at this point. I mean, his alter ego, George St. Giglin, is definitely my spirit animal. I have heard some things. I've heard some things, too. I have actually said some things as well. I don't know if it would actually be construed as an animal, but sure. <laughs> he could, you could be him if, in spirit. But, um, you know, this show that just came out, on Netflix, like I said, a few days ago. On had, September 29th it came out. Had quite a little bit of buzz before it came out because, you know, I, I would say that everybody was like, ooh, it's very adult humor. But you and I got a different take on the show. What do you mean? Well, in watching it, I would say by the time we got to the third episode, um, it is definitely, definitely more adult than what I expected it to be. Oh, for sure. Like, it's definitely, like, like it makes you look back fondly at being, like, that awkward, disgusting, weird, confused little kid that every single person has been at one point in their life. Yes. And also, I feel like the movie that came close to this TV show, if you had to, like, you know, try to find something to compare it to, would be Sausage Party. Which I wanted to like because I love James Franco and I love Seth Rogen, but that movie was awful. Like, it was nothing but gags. Whereas, 
this show. Whereas. Whereas this show, you and I both said, I mean, it comes in a time where so many programs are being defunded in schools. And, you know, you're looking at like a time where women's rights are being like diminished. Of course. Yeah. You know, like they're they're taking away they're they're allowing discriminate like religious dis- discrimination against giving women access to birth um access to birth control abortions and things like that like it, it's a time when like you know i personally came from parents who didn't really have the talk with me hmm see i gave the talk to my kids like young young i remember you saying that yeah and i, I remember because of my upbringing that i was like that's kind of weird but then it was <laughs> like it's kind of weird not to have the conversation with your kids like it's something that you should definitely definitely do well especially in these there was a time where like when you and i grew up they would have like the basic like i'm sure you went through it too the health class where they're like just the very technical terms of stuff but nobody yeah. talks in those terms so you get a basic idea of how things are supposed to work and stuff like that but you know you don't know you don't know what you really know until you somehow take the scientific talk and turn it into like street talk and say oh okay this is what everybody's talking about because nobody talks like they do in a health class right right and this show is i feel like a really important show because it is kind of a look at everything everything that's hard for kids right now like not just sex in general but, but not sex even just relationships now, but just like always like it's something like that is that's always been kind of difficult for people to talk about but i don't know if up until this point anybody would have taken this bold of a spin on like doing no 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 no, definitely definitely not but i mean i do feel like this has been like a struggle for families and for you know it's it's a very fine line of things to talk about like you know because you're talking about sex to little kids so like it's it's an awkward conversation to have uh, like from anyone like I would think from a parent from a teacher's perspective you know and this just puts it in a frame even though it is for adults like I think uh, that it would be a great I show think, for kids I to watch I think it would like you know I mean there's a lot of cursing in it but like there's a lot of cursing in life but exactly exactly and like you're never going to be able to protect them from everything you trophy mothers sorry but <laughs> <laughs> As you as you polish your trophy with your foot right now in the form of uh, Kona. <laughs> My hero trophy. <laughs> but I just loved that, like, it just made it, it was so real and it was very funny. Like, we laughed our asses off throughout the entire 10 episodes, which we binge watched today. And it just, like, it was so smart and it was so well done and it was very educational like it was really really educational and still being funny at the same time you know it's weird because i feel like comedians can deliver almost any kind of message and people will watch it like you know what i mean like it'll some it'll somehow it will seep into your head like oh this is the message whereas if you just have you know the high school gym teacher standing in front of a class Nobody's trying to explain to, to that. yeah right. exactly where you put a comedic spin on it and talk to people the way people actually talk they'll pick up on it as we were watching the series i remember like telling you at one point like man 
there could be nothing better, you know, west of New York and east of California. <laughs> like, you know, there could be nothing better for the middle of the country at this point in time than this show with so many things being taken away and so many rules changes and programs, you know, in schools like being cut back because of funding and stuff. Like, why isn't there more sex educated related things that kids will actually watch and give a shit about tuning into? Right, exactly. Like, you have to write for them and the way that they learn the way that you catch their eye because like I just remember it being very like when we had our like sex education and I went to a Catholic school which I guess like in hindsight it was kind of different for them because they like went through like you know this is what a what happens to a woman and I don't remember if it was actually something that actually talked about sex or if it was more like what happens to women's bodies which now like that does kind of seem weird that it was just like okay this is what happens to you so like you're responsible for like it's it's your fault if something happens almost like well isn't that the uh <laughs> like that's the whole mo- yeah was, pretty much. so like yeah like and i remember like the the doc like the literature if you will was like very archaic like almost like 50s kind of like a mentality and i honestly and i remember like i wasn't my parents were on vacation and i was staying with my grandmother and she had to like sign the paperwork because they were like the girls are going to go to this thing and i don't know if the boys had anything else but i just remember like looking at the literature and just being like this sounds disgusting like even <laughs> back then like the, like this just sounds disgusting and it's like why do i need to learn like why just me like well what happens to the other side like well, when you did your when you did this stuff in school, did they separate the boys and girls? That's what I'm thinking classes? happened. Like I'm thinking, like we had to sign a release form, like a form got sent home saying like we're going to teach this lesson, and it was one lesson. I think I was in like maybe fifth grade. Man, that's insane. You and see- like I don't remember high school. Like I know we had a high school health class, and I know that there were like we learned about things, and I know that there was like the second. Like you could, one of the electives that you could take was like a health, like a child care class. Uh So like you learned how to like take care of a kid and they had like little kids come in and like it was almost like a daycare. So like there were people that like babysat kids and I was just like, no, I I don't want that. Like I remember taking like some other weird elective or something because I was like, I don't want to babysit. I'm not a kid person. No, and I never was. Like ever since that when I was little, I never really liked that. Right. Well, I remember in my school, they did almost the same thing where you had to sign um, the release, but it was like a for, I think it was like two days or maybe even a whole week where they separated the boys and girls into two separate classrooms. And they would go over like all the stuff the boys can expect. And no, that was like, you know, either the first day out of the two or, right. or the first two days out of the five or whatever. And then it was like, what a woman or a girl can expect and then like we just sat there and we were like all right well it makes a little more sense to learn what they're going through because we know we're all go-. like i felt like we had yeah. already hit puberty by the time you're giving us this talk it's like yeah we figured it out already on our own <laughs> like you are a little bit too late so but um it's weird now because the show it shows something that I don't think that I had in 
my health classes, which is like the interaction of people is missing. Like, just take it like it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to cover both topics anyway, Mm -hmm. why would you separate the sexes? Like, it makes sense to show that there's, like, like embarrassment and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, well, none of us are comfortable talking about this stuff in a classroom situation. But if everybody's all together at once, we can all see that as opposed to being separated. And we're like, man, us as guys feel really weird. And all the girls probably in the other room, like, handling this so well and having such a good time over it. Where I'm sure the girls were going through the same thing. Like, right, this is exactly. so freaking weird. Where if everybody can see what everybody's going through, it kind of takes the air out of the sails a little bit. And it's kind of like, all right, it's awkward for everybody. Just, just, you know, try to absorb some knowledge and talk about it regular rather than scientifically. It scientifically makes sense. Right, yeah. But... No, definitely. And that's what I think I liked so much about, like, the storyline with John Mulaney's Andrew and uh, Jenny Slate's Missy. Like, they were both just, like, these weird... Like not even weird. Like they weren't weird. They were like, like normal they, they kids did that you nothing, knew. Like they they did nothing different than like what I did at their age. But it was like they were cons- like they thought that they were weird. They were awkward as fuck. You know, they were just like these raging hormones, and because it's such a weird time, and you don't know what what's going on, and you don't want to talk to your parents. You don't know like you don't want to bring it up to your friends because you don't want them to think it's weird. But like I never knew anything. Like, I literally, like, it wasn't until I was in high school and was, like, talking, like, I had a really good friend who just was a dumpster fire, and we would just talk <laughs> about, like, everything. So who did you bang, and what was that like? That's like, not even, no, just, like, I'm just, like, you know, is this, like, a thing? Like, and I remember when my one friend got, like, her first serious boyfriend, we were both just, like, just dissecting everything that was happening. And I remember she called me one day, and she was, like, can you get pregnant from kissing? And I'm like, I don't think so, but let's look it up. Because, like, we literally didn't know. Like, we had no idea. You know, like, because nobody ever said that. And neither of our parents ever just sat down and were like, this is a thing that happens. Right. But so many people in high school wind up getting pregnant. And you look at it and you're kind of like, your education could be a little bit better if this many people are still getting pregnant in exactly. high school. Exactly, yeah. And, like, there was a girl that I went to high school with, like, no, I came from a Catholic school where we never talked about anything like that. And then I'm a freshman and sitting behind me in home ec because I'm old enough that home ec was still a thing that we had. But a girl sitting behind me was a sophomore and she was pregnant. And I was just like, what? How did that happen? Well, I, what is the more awkward conversation to have? Is the more awkward conversation to have this is how babies are made or is it this is now how I'm you gonna have apply to raise for a welfare yeah. and this is how you yeah, apply exactly. for food stamps and this is how you apply. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, like, and there's like a meme and like, I'm not going to be able to quote it like as directly, but it was like floating around like in the wake of this past week with like all the news about the abortion ban and, um, you know, the shooting and everything like that. And it was just like, no, we won't give you birth control. No, we won't allow you to have an abortion. But we'll just let you, like, carry your babies to term and then shoot them. Like, you know what I mean? With, like, the assault rifles that we're not going to ban you from buying. And it's just, like, that's really fucked up perspective that we'd rather take away things about, you know, education and teaching people to actually prevent things from happening versus, like guns how many shootings there's been over the last you know 20 years but we are so backwards because 
you know that the United States, compared to every other country in the world, loves, we, we love violence over yeah. sex. Oh, yeah. Where everywhere else in the world loves sex over violence. Yeah, exactly. And, like, there was there was one shooting, like, one mass shooting in Australia, like, a co- like many years ago. Yeah, and they took away all the guns. Instantly. Like, willing, like, I, and I remember writing about it when they were talking about, like, a possible gun ban after, like, Sandy Hook or something like that. And it was, like, what would actually, like, what would it actually entail? And how, like, these people willingly gave up their weapons because they were, like, this is fucked up that this happened. Where we're, like, well, if there's somebody that fucked up who's going to shoot that many people, we better buy more guns to defend against yeah. that person. Like, the, the exactly. ideology behind it doesn't make any sense No, the whatsoever. day after the shooting... The day after, you know, 58 people were killed at a goddamn country music concert. I feel like the music alone could have done that, but... <laughs> God, stop Ouch. it. Stop it too soon. The day after that, gun stock soared because people just ran out and bought guns. But that happens after every shooting. I know that. I know that. And that's what's, like, so fucked up. But, like, but yet... You're not going to check yourself, but you're going to tell me what I can and can't do with my body. Well, after that's you the thing. just pre, like you pre you put in my head as a little kid that I'm responsible. I, I, I the whole world lies in my vagina practically. But that's a lot of responsibility. It is a lot of responsibility and it's That's why, a big vagina. <laughs> and it's why I don't the whole have kids. World, huh? <laughs> It's why I don't have children, but Good like, Lord. you know, but I can still go out and buy a fucking gun. But like, I have to jump through hoops if I, God forbid, need an abortion or you know, not for New whatever York, you reason. Don't. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's so ridiculous how fucked up this country is. But like this, I think, is definitely something that people should use to like educate their kids in a fun way. Like, it's fun for like, I thought it was hilarious, but I was looking at it also as you know, just wow, like this is a really good educational piece for kids. And I don't know if that's like something that the group that created it, like Nick Kroll and, um, you know, the, I think it was Adam Gold, Andrew Goldberg or somebody. Um, hold, please, hold, please. All hold right, me. we're holding. Andrew, Andrew Goldberg, um, you know, they were two of the creators. So I don't know if they like set out to like make it this kind of educational thing. But whatever they did, they did a really good job with it. Yes. And you know what? It, maybe it's not for parents to give to their kids for educational purposes. Maybe who we should be reaching is the kids and being like, check out this fucking show, man. It really is good either way. And even if you don't, if you know, if you know everything by now because you've been through it, you're going to laugh because you're gonna I remember. feel like everybody has been through all of this yeah. shit. And if you haven't been through it all. It's a pretty good primer before you get thrusted into it, if that should be the word. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, as people that have gone through this, you know, many moons ago, it definitely is like, wow, that's exactly what it was like. Like, it's, it's just like that awkward, like, you think you have those monsters standing behind you because you don't know what's happening to you because nobody can prepare you for what happens to your body as you go through life like that. Well, yeah, and everybody goes through the same thing, man, which is why it's amazing to me that there haven't been more shows made like this. Mm-hmm. Because every single person, no matter where you are, goes through this crazy shit, this transformation. And the fact that like there aren't like a lot of things that kids can be directed to, which 
you know, aren't outright porn, <laughs> you know, which I mean, I think feel like that's where I learned most everything was through porn rather than anything else. Because, I mean, that's, you know, where the real life shit came from as opposed yeah. to the stuff that I just didn't care about, like any laboratory things or any, yeah, you know, like, oh, medical, you know, terms or anything like that. Like, none of that was realistic. We read, and I mean, this is just, you know how nerdy I am. And I mean, even with like, even when it comes to like pornography, I prefer like erotica, like fiction, <laughs> like, you know, it's just, that's just who I am. Like, Does there I'm have an... to be glowing vampires involved? No, my God, no. Non-glowing vampires non-glowing involved? Non-glowing vampires. Okay. Goodness gracious. I just want to clear that up for the listeners. Yes. I knew non-glowing vampires, because <laughs> you'd have to be on the fire escape tonight if that <laughs> was the case. But a thing for, for my generation, I know my friend's talked about it but like and we like was like are you there god it's me margaret which i mean is something that maybe even our parents felt that too because like those books were written back like in the 60s and 70s and stuff Mm. you know so it was just like it was really about them it's fine i mean that's fine it's just like a kind of about the girl going through like the change that girls go through and it was just like so confusing but i mean it is really dated but it was like i remember like reading that and being like oh my god this sounds awful oh my god oh my god (laughs) well i think that like um like i said the show is really strong for education for you know kids possibly without their parents knowing and even more to that point like it's so strange to me that, like, there are, like, it's a cartoon. Like, mm-hmm. the whole show is a cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I work in children's publishing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people who I work with have kids. And I remember just as early as last year, a few of the people that I work with was, they were asking around to find out if their 10-year-old should be watching Rick and Morty because of mm-hmm. the amount of violence and the cursing that's involved and right. sometimes innuendo. And you see, I always get the rap of, man, too progressive as a parent. Like, you let your kids do anything, go and, you know. Like, I, I am very loose with the kids. Unless yeah, they do you, something yeah. wrong, I'm like, here's the rope. You're going to hang yourself anyway. So, I mean, I'll be here to make sure that you're safe. You're not going to screw up too bad. But at the end of the day, watching a movie isn't going to fuck you up. Watching right. a TV show isn't going to fuck you up. If anything, it'll, like, bring into conversations things that you might not have been able to approach. And I'm not talking about sex. You know, for me, most of the stuff that I brought my kids to, as far as inappropriateness, was, you know, like violent, violent movies. movies. Stuff, yeah. Absolutely. But, you mean, you know, you get to this point where... You know, you're looking at it and you're like going, it's a cartoon. Right. Like, you know, your kid's going to manage. And then I kept getting asked the question, but even with the language and the innuendo, and it's like, you mean to tell me you don't curse in front of your kids at all. So your kid is so sheltered that if they watch Rick and Morty, the first time they're going to hear a person cursing is going to be from this show. Yeah. No, not likely. I mean, the show brings up a lot of good points as far as like time travel and interdimension travel <laughs> and things favorite, like that. Your favorite. I, it is, but I mean it's it's taking it's taking science and maybe it might not be exact science and it's making it be approached in a fun way where kids who like are tuning into this adult type of cartoon 
could learn like a thing or two while also like laughing. Right. Or yeah. even ask a question about it. So it's like, so who cares if they're cursing? Right. You know? And then you get into a situation like this where it's like going, okay, it's rated TVMA. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, look, unless you plan on having a blatant conversation with your kids as to sex education and letting them know, like, these are the slang terms for this. There was one point where <laughs> Nick Kroll's character was talking about, like, licking asses and rimming. Yeah. And then the hormone monster had to explain to him that it was the same thing. But those are the kind of fucked up things that kids would never know. Exactly. So it's kind of like just by yeah, throwing I, it in conversation and making it like a funny way, it's kind of like these two things mean the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. And like because even remember like when we watched like the new version of Vacation and the kid was like, Dad, what's a rim job? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's just when people love each other and they kiss each other. So then he meets that girl on the road and like he's playing guitar for her and he's like, can I have a rim job? <laughs> <laughs> like that's just funny like it's just but it's true though because it's like how do you know like do you know what it's like it's like so much like the english language where there are so many words for the for the same thing right where it's like you might lose track of what the hell you're talking about if you try to use too many words like it, you know it could all be the same conversation right no i could see what you're saying but you can like stray off the path and then realize like i don't know what i'm talking about anymore <laughs> where this show i feel like reeled it in and was kind of like you know it would like point these things out like this is the same thing this is who it. was Man. your favorite character um definitely maurice Maurice, which, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like was the, hormone the male monster. hormone yeah, the monster. Male yeah, monster. without a doubt, he was yeah. my favorite. And then probably the female hormone yes. monster was. I loved her. Like she's Maya Rudolph, and she was just delicious. Like her vocal intonation, the things that she said when she's like, "My little guinea piglet." Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like I can't stop saying that. I called Kona that like eighteen times today. I can tell because she's not making eye contact <laughs> with us anymore and she's very ashamed right now. Yeah, she is. She is. But like I just it was just so funny. Like it was just so very funny. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I got to say, if you're going to spend a day watching nothing but one show, not a bad idea to go make it this one. Not a bad idea. No, no, I definitely recommend it. And plus, you're supporting something that did a really, really cool thing. Um, in the launch of the show, uh, Nick Kroll went on uh, the Colbert, you know, went on Colbert's show. And as part of it, because such a big part of the show, like because the show is about puberty, they did this hashtag called PuberMe, and they were they, in hopes of raising money for, you know, aid for Puerto Rico and in yes. the wake of the hurricane. And it raised a million dollars. And what it was, you have to check it if you haven't already, but you just, it's hashtag P-U-B-E-R-M-E. And it's just all of these people. And it was famous people. You know, it was like Nick Kroll, Stephen Colbert, and like everybody, every cast member, I think, shared something. All of these other celebrities who weren't even involved in the show. And then regular people got in the, in the mix. And they shared awkward photos of themselves to just show that like, hey, we're all in this together we all have this moment and like so like they were just like reminding kids like hey it's gonna be okay you know it's gonna get better and also we're gonna raise a shit ton of money for puerto rico which i think was like really really cool 
Um, and I feel like the million dollars was raised in a very fast amount of time. Fast. It was very, very yeah, quick. It was really, really, really quick. And I mean, like, it's just so adorable to like go through. Like, I've been looking at these pictures like all week and like Chelsea Peretti from um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and she was on the Kroll show and she does a voice on uh, Big Mouth. She like she shared a shit ton of photos and it was just like, oh, my God you literally had the same puberty that I did. Like her hair, her outfits, like we totally were in the same realm. Like it was just incredible. But maybe more shows like this would make puberty just in general, like less torturous because it'll make it aware because everybody thinks they're the only one going through the shit when they're going through the shit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I just think that it's like, we are, it's, it's all horrible. Like it's all absolutely horrible. So remember that everybody went through it. Even your weird parents that you don't want to talk to anymore. That's right. And kids remember this as well. It does not get better. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> puberty is probably the best part of the whole thing because at least there's a change coming. But once you get old, there's no change. It's, it's not just that it end. doesn't get better. It's just that it never goes away. Like that awkwardness never goes away. Even when you're like, even just like I was thinking that watching it, like just how, you know, Andrew with John Mulaney's character and Jenny Slate's character, Missy. It's like how they're just like, oh my God, I feel like I'm sitting on a volcano or like I feel like I'm going to throw up. Like, you still feel that way when you're an adult and like you meet someone like I remember being so nervous when we first met and I was like 33. Oh my God. And it was just like, Oh my God, like I'm going to go see him. Oh, he's calling me. Like, what do I say? What do I do? And then like, you know, it's very awkward to like date another human being. Well, like, yeah, just in general, because like until you get to like the level where you can do a podcast from your bed that you haven't made in two days. <laughs> You kind of made it a little bit yesterday, <laughs> a little bit. Like you, you, you shuffled around some blankets just to make sure you got your fair share. So that's really all that mine. matters. I needed to get mine back, but like still, like it doesn't, like you know, it never, it, it doesn't get easier. It gets better, but it get like in a different way. But you know, it changes, but it's never easy. Like no. I feel like there's always something where you got to have your eye out for, like, oh, I what's going on? Eye. Yeah, totally. What's she doing in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> always keeping an eye on. Better One be something. Eye open. Better be crunching in a bowl or licking from <laughs> from a from a bowl. But if I hear anything rummaging through the garbage pile right now, I was talking right about now. me, not the oh, dog. Oh, you? Oh my oh. god! Everything, everything revolves around the dog. Everything now. revolves around the dog. What are you doing in the kitchen? I'm just saying, like, you were just like, when, when one of us is, like, not in the room, it's just like, what are they doing in there? I never know you, what they're doing back there. You. It, 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 it's you. Because whenever I get up, you're like, where are you going? You and it's like, I, where, where could I possibly go? We only have four rooms in the entire apartment. You do the same thing, so. If I get up, either I'm, I'm either getting a snack or getting rid of a snack. There's really not much more I could possibly be doing. So see, kids, this is what you have to look forward to. Told you it don't get better. Snacking and podcasting in bed. <laughs> it does not get any better. It's just <laughs> what it is, man. And I feel like most kids don't even have to do a podcast. They could just lay in bed, yeah, not do anything snap, at all. They, they do their Snapchats. Yeah, like, I, don't so, need a, I don't need a podcast. I got a Snapchat. So, see, you don't need to do that. You could just stick with your Snapchats and don't. Pillow get, fucking. Like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of pillow fucking as a kid. Did a you have like a again. weird thing that like you I think every humped? guy like banged that pillow for sure. Yeah. That goes without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Girls don't bang their pillows. 
They I just, do. I, I, no, mine wasn't a pillow. What was it? It was a pound puppy. Oh, my God. No wonder why the dog is so afraid of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> they know, Nikki. They know. It was like, that's just the perfect shape. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. Stay away from there, our little pound puppy. Stay away. <laughs> I'm going to be put on some kind of list or something now. I think you just already got it done. She admitted <laughs> it on the air. Kona's like, don't think I didn't hear that. Yeah, I see her ear. It just it was perked up. Now it's just totally folded over. Every orifice is now closed on. Whatever. Or whatever. whatever. Everyone has a stuffed animal or something. So if it was an alligator, would that make it like better? Yeah, because we don't own an alligator. We <laughs> own an actual pound puppy. She so. can be an alligator when she eats. So shut up. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> yes. And since we're so into Kona, do you want to go into like a roly-poly Rorty now? I guess we can. Well, thank you to Netflix for releasing Big Mouth, Little Big Mouth. because It's called Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Why did we say it was Little Big Mouth from the know. beginning? I don't know. You, and you even asked me, you're like, are we going to watch Little Big Mouth? And I'm like, is know. it really Little Big Mouth? It's called Big Mouth and it's on Netflix and you need to watch it now. Go. Go do it. Roly, roly, roly. So instead of being roly poly rorty, I think it should be wobbly poly rorty this week. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy. Tommy took a couple tumbles this week, and it was kind of scary. Yeah. See, it's so much different. You and I have such a different outlook on what scary is because when it happens, when I pass out, I don't know I'm passing out until I'm on the floor. You know what I mean? Like when I wake up from being on the ground. Right. For you, it's different because like you're see it seeing and it and hearing it happening and you're like going, oh shit, like there's something happening. I don't even know what's happening. Well, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I would hope that like if that was, if, you know, that was something that was happening with me, that you wouldn't just step over me to get your snack out of the kitchen, that it would be concerning to you that I just blacked out in the kitchen. Nikki, do you got to do that in front of the refrigerator? I'm trying to get my Gatorade. Honestly, that's exactly what you'd say <laughs> because I have you on fucking record saying, and I quote, as I I was choking. I was having an epic choke that actually gave way to bronchitis that I got antibiotics for earlier this year. I started to cough and I believe I was choking on a peanut. I will admit it. And I started like I hacked on it and then I just started coughing and I couldn't stop. And you were like, can you stop? So I don't forget what I need to say. Like you were like, we were in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, and I think I, I said, stop choking. I'm tr- let me finish my sentence. Yeah. It was like, let <laughs> me finish that or something like that. And I was just like, it's oh my God, like, I am yeah, funny. You're yeah. You're a funny fucking asshole is what you are. To be honest with you. <laughs> Good Lord. But yeah, I, I, you know, you had your chance. You could have stepped over me and said move, but instead you came in and you were like, what happened? And then I opened my eyes up from the floor and I'm like, what happened? Because I heard like something fall. Like, it and was I heard, me. But like, it didn't sound like a human because like you've lost so much weight that you're just like a fucking featherweight. Like you're just like a feather falling. So it just like, I, I thought think that, that made maybe, more sound than a, than I a feather. I thought that it maybe was like, because we had just gotten Kona like a big, huge bag of dog food. And I thought like, <laughs> oh, well, maybe like. I it, picked it up and dropped it? No, like maybe it just like fell over because like that happens sometimes, like as it settles or whatever, because we had just like fed her or something. And, but then I was like, no, because like you usually would hear like the sound of like the kibble like rolling over on itself. Mm. And it was just like, 
was that him? Because like it just made like this light sound. And then I come in and you're like splayed out on the the kitchen floor. And it was just really scary because I'd never been around. Like I've seen you get dizzy. I've seen you like kind of like spin out on the bed and stuff. But I've never seen you completely black out. That was the very first time in all of these, you know, this year that all this bullshit's been going on. (laughs) But you see where, again, back to the size of our apartment, I feel like for Pot's disease, we live in the ultimate spot because there are very few places that I can go in this apartment. And not fall on something soft. Right. Because, I mean, the living room, three quarters of it is our couch. Yeah. The bedroom, half of it is our bed. So, I mean, the only place I could really fall is in the bathroom, the hallway, or the kitchen. And it just so happened that, you know, I've fallen in the hallway. I've fallen in the kitchen. You know, I passed out in the hallway. I passed out in the kitchen. But, I mean, you know, other times where I've gotten up and come close to passing out, like, you know, even like in front of you, I just kind of like land on the bed. And it's happened so quickly that it's. It's over by the time, yeah. you know. Yeah, and you just look dazed. Like, you don't actually, like, pass out. Like, this time, like, I came around the corner just as you were coming, too. So it was within seconds of you actually blacking out. Right. And I really, really think that, you know, from reading stuff, October is, you know, like the POTS Awareness Month. Right. Um, reading reports on it again, as I tend to do, way, way, way too much. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'm realizing that October apparently is a bad month. and Why? Because of like, I'm just going to say atmosphere changes. And yeah, shit. changes really? in the weather and stuff like that. Like temperature really, really affects it apparently. I never knew that. Yes, temperature affects it a great, great deal. So, you know, when there's a drastic change in temperature, it can be affected. So... I mean, that does make sense. Like, that really, truly does make sense. Yeah, and it's weird because, I mean, I feel like you're constantly, like, anybody really, is constantly in, like, you know, if, let's say if it's raining outside, you might wake up and say, okay, my whole mood is completely changed. You know, like, I'm not, like, when when it's raining out, most people don't wake up in a good mood. When it's sunny out, people wake up and they're, like, going, okay, I have a little bit more energy to start the day. Like, it's these certain things that, like, get us going or slow us down. But, like, with this disease, for whatever reason, like, it kind of just, like, pushes it more. Because there is an element of, like, a depression factor in it. Of course, yeah. Because when it's super hot out, you're, like realize what your limits are and it just kind of spirals everything into worse when it's cold i feel like you know you get to the point where it's like okay it's a good excuse not to go outside and you kind of spiral out that way like it has to be like almost the right temperature for you to be in a mood where you feel like you could take on the day which is ridiculous right right you know and it's just like and we've been like we've had kona for you know more than two weeks now so it's like it seems like you've gotten worse. Like I was expecting kind of having this situation the first week as you were getting used to like you, we walk every single day. You go twice a day. I go once a day except for the weekends. So it's like, I thought the first couple days with you were going to be like the scary days, but now it's like you did really great for the first like week or so. And then now it's like, shit, like we're two weeks in 
like how long is it going to take for you to like build up your muscle because obviously we're going to be gaining muscle and stuff going up and down these hills doing all these this cardio because we're doing a shit ton of cardio right so you know it's just interesting to see that like it's it's kind of scary that two weeks in you're getting worse how could i not be cured yet this is ridiculous like honestly like and it's just and that's <laughs> something weeks, that people man. need to know like not that it's i didn't expect you to be cured no like, don't i know no like i know flipped. you're not no 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 i know you're not but i mean you know just talking with people at work this week you know the thing was okay you got a dog which i let them know mm-hmm. you know and i was like oh and you know we're we're doing walks i mean they're not like super long walks or by any means whatsoever yeah, yeah. i mean they're short walks they're like little things I'm getting my exercise in like I'm supposed to, but which I come back. And yeah, I'm, like which is what the Mayo Clinic said you need to do. Right. But with that also said, like it's hard because it's such like a little known about disease that it's, it's hard to explain to somebody. Look, today I'm going to feel like I can go everywhere and do everything. Right. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to actually have the energy to do stuff. And tomorrow on my head, I'm going to feel the same way. But as soon as I stand up, my legs are going to be like, fuck this. And I'm going to collapse and fuck up my knee, which is basically what, what happened, happened in the kitchen. Yeah. And then I was yeah. like, all right, my knees fucked up. I hit the back of my head when I went down. It's the second time this week that I had passed out because I did it earlier in mm-hmm. the week at the dog park when I tried to bring her down there. Right. And it's kind of like, you know. I think not just for the people around me, but for myself as well. It's just, it's hard to remember that there's even something wrong because there's no scars. There's nothing that's physically wrong with me, it seems like, until I go to get up and realize, like, I just can't do it. And it's not psychological. It's definitely something that's truly wrong. Right. And that's something that people need to keep in mind, too. Like, when you see someone with POTS who has a service dog or, you know, a handicap placard, or something like that. And like they could be walking normal, but you never know when that's gonna like change in a heartbeat. And that's what's so dangerous about it. And like you don't know what somebody is going through. So keep your snide comments to yourself. Yeah. And don't reach for my dog. It's a service dog. I'm getting so fucking pissed of getting to like a corner and having to stop for a red light and people walking up and being like, oh, she's cute. Can I pet it? No, you can't. You can't pet it every single That's time. That's just because you want only you to have access to her. Like you're she's very working. She's with a you. working dog, and she every doesn't day even wear her vest yet. Every, well, no, I'm not going to put a vest on until she could do everything she needs to do. But her walking is getting so much better, and I feel like these distractions are just crazy. Well, man. you live in the most populous city in the world, so what do you expect? Oh man, Kim Jong, just fix it already. Oh my God, you're an asshole, and that's this week's Roly Poly Rorty. Well, judging by the side eye I am getting from the bottom of the bed right now, our producer is telling us it's time to wrap up the show, I think. What do you say, Nikki? I say, yes, Kona, we will end the show because the princess demands it. (laughs) If you want to learn more about the High Regard Show, check out our website at highregardshow.com. And you can, of course, write to us anytime you want at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can always follow The High Regard Show on all social media outlets as The High, or as High Regard Show. And you can follow the adventures of our super cute producer, Kona, as The Kona Persona. 
on Facebook, Twitter. Everything on all social media channels. Yes. Well, everybody, thank you again for another fantastic week. Absolutely. And thank you, Netflix, for, you know, being so awesome. Yeah, Big Mouth was great. And uh, and there we have it. To all people like who have pots out there and enjoy the rest of the month. Yes, good luck. And, you know, wear your teal ribbons. Yes. Good night, everyone. Good night, you Prince of Westchester, you King of the Tri-State area.